Hello, I'm Lori Alvarez, and I welcome you to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. This is where I will share my story, knowledge, wisdom, and the legacy in real estate, and my family, all boldly wrapped up in one with you. So let's get started. Oh my goodness. So here we go again. Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. And I have a very special guest on today. Pierre, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you. I mean, how long have we really, known each other? God, it's going back 15 years, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's 100%. Been a while. Yeah. 100%. Sure. Okay. Pierre, go ahead and tell him your name. Tell him who you are and why you're here today. Okay. And then I'm going to jump in with the conversation. Okay. Perfect. Well, my name is Pierre. I am a psychotherapist. I am also, which Lori loves to remind me because it's a new thing to say, I'm also <laughs> the author of a new book, Yay! The Psychology of Me. So mm-hmm. that's my. First time being able to say that. Yeah, that's well, anyway, exciting. Anyway, on a mic anyway. Yes, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. That's so exciting. So um, when Pierre and I chatted, right, I have his book. I have it on the download as well. When Pierre and I chatted, we talked about all these really cool different things one day. Uh, we sat down at a Starbucks and we just talked about like, what your business model was and who you were going to be helping. And we just got into the details of what your ideal client was. And I was like, oh my gosh, you should be a guest on the podcast. The reason I thought that was because there's so many different emotions that people experience while living in a home. Whether it's the purchase of the home, it's the sale of a home, or just the occupying of the home, or an investment of a a property, right? right? There's different experiences, and that was it. I sent him a little email, I made a telephone call out too, and I said, Pierre, I think we need to do this. And he came back with the most brilliant thing, because I have dealt with this rarely, right? Yeah, that's great. Which was, which was... What do you call it? Like this, this is how Lori describes it. You bought a new house, you moved to a new neighborhood and oh my gosh, you don't like anyone and they don't like you. What <laughs> the heck? Yeah, that's this not is a good not condition. Home. You're right. What is the Well, you know, there's appropriate term for that. nowadays there's actually you know, there's a syndrome for everything. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, but what they like to call this one is relocation depression, mm. which is which is uh, it's got a lot of um, some of the classic things of regular depression. You know, but it really is triggered by by the move about the relocation. And it's not always just because of the the actual transition, but it was the the preceding events that may have caused the transition. So that's always um, so you can have the one thing Uh that that initiated it, which can be depressing and frustrating and full of anxiety. And then it's compounded by the result of where you find yourself. So it now moves from being a a depression to a syndrome. Mm, It's graduated. It's graduated. It's made its way up the totem pole. Well, I will just tell you, I have sold multiple properties and helped multiple families move forward. Including me. Yes. Yes. I've been a client of yours. Yes, we love you. And so here's a couple of things that um, I have experienced. And I didn't know that it was actually uh, per se a syndrome or an actual depression, but I 
always tell our clients like, hey, you may feel ex- emotions and having an experience to it. And that's what made me so excited when you sent this back, Mm -hmm. because I was like, this is normal. This is not something that is unusual or crazy. I mean, I had one client, we talked about this, that I moved all the way to Florida and sold her house here, moved all the way to Florida and we're in California. And then literally 90 days later, six months later, she's on tears with me on the phone like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Oh, poor thing, yeah. And I'm just like, come on, we can do this. You can stick it out. Just give it a year. Yeah. Right? Because I knew the financial challenges she would go through by relocating. You know how expensive it is to move out of state. Yeah, and then to move back. Yeah, and she had purchased a property over there. Yeah. So she had to wait for that property to recover. Could you imagine finding yourself in a place where... Culturally, it's very, very different, yeah. you know. And all of a sudden, you discover financially, I'm stuck here. I'm yeah. stuck in a place where I can't assimilate. Oh. You know, I mean, it's. You can imagine why that would become so overwhelming. And there, yes, I could get that because I would be like, okay, one. I had a. I have another client. She mentioned this to me the other day as well. She works for us now as well. She's in Texas, and she lived here in California, and we. They bought a house with me, then they sold the house, and now she's in Texas. Mm-hmm. She's one of my virtual admin. I love her. And when she moved to Texas, she said, oh, my gosh, Lori. And there is an episode that we recorded with her. So if you want to listen to Lauren's episode, listen to it. It's a great episode. Anyways, um, with regards to that, she said, Lori, she's all, it was so scary that I would have to get in the car, put the kids in the car, and then, like, literally put the GPS on to figure out where my kid's school was. Right. Because I couldn't figure out how to get back to my kid's school. (laughs) She was like, there was, like, she's like, it took me, I think she said a couple of months or something like that, to just get used to the freeway systems and the road systems. I mean, I understand. Baldwin Park, I love you, is like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and too, when you're thinking Texas from California, that's a huge cultural shock, right? (laughs) So, so, I mean, I swear Baldwin Park streets all go in circles, and I get lost in them every time. (laughs) But, I mean, really, like... What are the, how do you know you're, you're struggling with something like that? Well, the, again, there's a classic list of symptoms, and I'm just going to kind of read them off for you. Sure. Uh, there's the feeling of being homesick or mm-hmm. isolated, mm-hmm. Um, uh, some difficulty in adjusting to the new environment or culture, loss of social support networks, mm-hmm. uh, lack of motivation and interest in daily activities is, yeah. a, is a really big one. Um, Insomnia, which Mm -hmm. you can imagine, especially when you're worrying, loss of appetite and overeating uh, and or overeating. Um, So, yeah, those are those. And again, those are pretty much the classic symptoms of just depression alone. You know, and I think if we take that into consideration and you add in whatever preceded that event, caused the move, uh, then you can see where there would be, these things would be compounded. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd like to touch on that for just a moment. Okay. Because I think that that's the one thing that I know for me personally um, makes the experience of working with, with our office very different than others. Because 
for example, yesterday I sat down with a very nice woman and she was asking me a bunch of questions about, you know, how do I keep the property? I want to rent it out. And we just, it was a leasing consult. But I said, can I just step back a couple of minutes and I just want to kind of figure out what's like your ultimate goal? Mm. And she was like, oh, yeah. Why are we here really having this conversation? Right? And, And what you just said, Pierre, is like, why did they actually move? Mm-hmm. So what was happening before that drew them to go to the next thing? Sure. And I believe people don't take enough time to really help people figure out why it is they're doing the things that they're doing. Right. Yeah. And it could be clearly like, Oh, well I'm just, I need a smaller house because this house is too big and I financially can't afford it Mm -hmm. and so forth. And you go, okay, great. Right. That's a financial, but then there's the family that's in distress Sure. And you relocate them not knowing that this family is in distress because of the fact that you're like, oh, they put on a happy front. Sure. And then two years later, you get the call that says we're getting divorced. Mm-hmm. And you get told at that time, like, oh, well, you know, he was doing this, this and this or she was doing this, this and this. Right. Or, you know, whatever the relationship is. These are the things that actually were happening that I'm like, wow. You know, right. so I I really like that you say, like, dig deeper, ask better questions to help people avoid a big move to maybe they should have never made that move in the beginning, but we didn't take enough time yeah. to figure out what was really happening. And maybe they did need to make the move, right? Sure. You know, it's funny that you say it like that, because as you were talking, what popped into my head is that really our lines of work are really not that different. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, uh, an agent really kind of has to become a therapist. But then I thought, that's really not true. Really what it is, is that you don't have to become their therapist. You just have to be a decent human being, you know, and reach a little bit deeper. I mean, we're all human beings having this human experience, you know, and uh, having that conversation, well, why are you here? What's Mm -hmm. going on? You know, and with some of the wisdom that you have as an agent, mm-hmm. you know, and the exposure that you have not only to the neighborhoods, but to the people and to the cultures uh, in these various areas, you really kind of become or can become more than just somebody who sells a house. Yes. You can definitely be that person that helps shapes someone's destiny. Yeah. And that's a pretty powerful position to actually be in. You know, and I mean, I think we all take it for granted, right? Like, oh, 100%. Like, as human beings, we just yes. forget that. but. In your, in your line of work, I mean, wow, that's, that's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that statement because I um, have a relationship with a local jeweler in town. He's amazing. Um, if you ever need custom-made jewelry, I will refer you to him. He is uh, he's an abstract thinker like Lori, you and you know I. my wife. Don't do it. Don't put that on the air. I'm going to go broke. <laughs> he's an abstract thinker like us. And one of the things, his first meeting with me was, he was like, what are your goals, Lori? And I was like, I'm here for jewelry. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that amazing? Like, right? And then I'm like, well, I don't know. I just want to do this. This is no, 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 Lori, get bigger. Yeah. Go up to the next level. I was like, what the heck? Like he took the time to further. And after that conversation, he called, he goes, you are a first responder for our neighborhood. Mm. And I was so confused. I was looking yeah, around. Wait, what? 
Who what? the heck is a first responder for the neighborhood? But it's the truth, right? Like, we're the first to bring them into the neighborhood yeah. and say, guess what? Here it is for all that it is. And we're legally not even allowed to tell you whether that's a good choice or a bad choice. We have to defer you to the police and website and the internet, right? right? We're not legally allowed to do that. However, we are the first responders. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've never thought of it that way. Sure. You know, and it, it is, like you said, it's just being a decent human person Mm -hmm. and saying, well, that's a big choice. Why are you deciding to do that? Right. And have you maybe considered this idea or, you know, I mean, I think that I don't know. I don't know where your professional boundaries stop and start, right. you know, but I would think, it, you know, at some point you can put down the, the hat and say, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you as a human being yeah. and then put on the hat and be, I yeah. don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works in your field, but you know, I mean, aren't we all kind of obligated to do that to some oh, degree? I th- thank you for saying that. Yeah. Cause I believe we are. Yeah, I agree too. You know, so imagine, let's just go back to this particular person, right? She goes all the way across her and her husband. She takes the kids, goes all the way across to the other side of the world and sets up shop, thinks she's going to live her dream retirement, and then realizes she's left behind all her family and all her friends and the life as she knew it. Um, And it wasn't as exciting or as um, interactive as she expected it to be or as peaceful as it was supposed to be. And all of a sudden, she's going through all of these emotions, and there's no one there to help her see where she's going. Sure. Right? I mean, how scary is that, that if you don't have those support pieces around you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, you're putting on weights. You know, no one wants to hear that, but sometimes there's a reason why you're putting on weight, right? right? Stress is added to your life. Your life has changed. You open a real estate office, Mm -hmm. right? Like those things happen. And so you start responding to them in very different ways Mm -hmm. and you don't have your support circle anymore. Right. What would you suggest? How do people that have moved away from their support circle, what's a way for them to get into support? Well, I, you know, I think that's a great question. And, you know, it. in my opinion, as a therapist, there should be no therapist. Mm-hmm. Therapists shouldn't exist, you know? <laughs> I mean, there once was a day where we had community and culture and we had our families and, you know, but those things are disappearing, yes. you know? And I think that the most important thing to do is to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, the, the I think the biggest, uh, where, where most of our, our issues come from is mm-hmm. the fact that we're not willing to share, like, mm-hmm. this is what's going on with me, Right. you know? And so, you know, uh, I think that assuming like this, this client of yours, that was all the way on Florida. She didn't have any friends or family there, mm-hmm. but I think to share it with her husband right. uh, and, or, and her family and friends, maybe back home in California, right. you know, that and giving it time, you yes. know, I mean, time has a way to heal quite a bit, yeah. you know? And, um, so I think talking about it, giving it some time mm-hmm. uh, and allowing uh, the process to just kind of unfold. I mean, after a year, you know, if you've been talking about it, getting some good advice, finding ways to get com- uh, connected into the community right. um, and you're not getting where you want to, you're not feeling that sense of home. Yeah. Well, then maybe it's time to reevaluate. But if you don't have family, that's what therapists are for. You know, right. or if you don't have a community, that's what therapists are for. It's that safe place where you can go talk about anything and, um, you know, they can help. Make it more 
just real. Like this is life. It's yes. real life. Normalize it. You know. Yes. Yes. I, I I can share personally. We've shared it on the podcast before, right? I took my husband to what I called marriage coaching. It <laughs> I was love that. A, it was actually therapy, <laughs> right? And and I loved uh, Gabriel Alanis. He's on the podcast as well, and we have him back when we talk about COVID. So if you'd like to think hear that episode, go on back to that. But anyways, with regards to that, one of the things that he said was like, Lori, you guys have a great relationship. Like, you're here really to level up your relationship, aren't you? Mm. And I was like, yeah, that is it. And no, we have our challenges too. However, I did want to level up. I wanted to improve our conversational style. Mm -hmm. I wanted things to go to the next level. And so therapy can be, irregardless, it can be used for positive positive reasons, even if you're in a positive relationship, it's Absolutely. a great thing to do, right? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. A lot of people think that you need to go see a therapist when you're in, you know, in crisis. Yeah. But, you know, maintaining a happy relationship or maintaining a positive attitude, uh, uh, all of that is extremely important and needs mm-hmm. to be done in the times when you're feeling good. Yes. So, you know, so we're not doing, you know, crisis uh, intervention. <laughs> intervention, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that we're bombarded today with mm-hmm. tons of news. Uh, I mean, it's nonstop. It's on your phone. It's on your, in your car. It's on when you get home. It's everywhere you go. Yes. And it's all negative, Laura. Yeah. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know? And so to maintain that positive mindset where, or a state of appreciation, mm-hmm. you know, a thankfulness, mm-hmm. it's easy to slip into the other thing. Yeah. You know? And so getting with a therapist, you know, uh, to, to kind of reframe that like, Looking at your life from from the macro instead of the micro yes. makes a huge difference, and that's really really what they're there for. Yeah. So I had um, I had people the other night that we were out to dinner with, right? And one of the things that was communicated with me during that time at dinner was um, the husband, the spouse, was like, "Oh, Lori, like I, I just have these moments where I'm like in a fog." Mm. He's like, and. I'm just overwhelmed in the texts and the telephone calls and the notifications and the emails and the texts and the emails and the notifications and the inquiries and the inquiries and the inquiries. Like, I could just feel you, you it felt just, the building. Oh, I was like, dude, stop. Don't, because I don't have my notifications on. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, you need to turn them all off. Right. And uh, he had communicated to me. He was like, yeah, he's all I had. I said, man, you need to like eliminate that and go talk with someone about that. Because I feel like you're leading to a heart attack and you're moving through an anxiety attack per se. And believe me, I'm not a therapist. I'm not in anything. But I know when you have the world pinging away at you Mm -hmm. all day long in whatever way it is. Yeah, it can be exhausting. It is. Right. And to have a weekly or monthly conversation with someone who can just receive that and help reframe it in a positive way. You know, the best definition of a therapist I ever heard is uh, or therapy is the process of me gently leading you back to yourself. Mm, I love that. Uh, Isn't that beautiful? I, I love that. And I think it's, you know, it's easy for us to forget who we are. Right. You know, in the process like this gentleman you're talking about, yeah. you know, being bombarded day in and day out with all of this information. I, we weren't designed to be like that. Right. I mean, it's it's great. And, you know, when you're trying to make money and trying to do whatever you're you know, out in yeah. the world. But as human beings, that's not how we're designed. Right. You know, we need to get out into nature. We need to be in connection. We need to feel love and we need to unplug from all of that stuff and reconnect with 
you know, God, the universe, whatever, whatever you call that power to be, you know, we're supposed to have this kind of connection regularly and we do it through a variety of different things yes you know uh and prayer meditation connection communion you know so my job as a therapist is to again bring you back gently to yourself and remind yes. you this is part of who you are mm-hmm. and re- help you reconnect with that yeah you know uh, one of the biggest things that Lori Alvarez focuses on is just being quiet, right? I was challenged many years ago. <laughs> oh, don't change years. that, Lori. I love that about you. <laughs> many years ago, I was challenged. It was We were talking about prayer, but I was like, they were like, Lori, I need you to just take time to just quiet your soul and be in prayer and just focus on your breathing. And he's like, and it's going to be very challenging for you. Mm -hmm. This is back in the day when I was a youth pastor. He's like, it's going to be very challenging for you because you like to share and there's nothing wrong with that. And he goes, but there are times where you want to let let God, it was my perspective, mm-hmm. let God talk with you. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. was like, okay, yeah, I can do that. No problem. <laughs> and he goes, okay, it'll probably last a second. And then all of a sudden a thought's going to pop in your mind and you're going to be like, what the heck happened? Right. And I was like, no, I'm not going to have that problem. I can do this. And I did. I went home and I literally was like quiet for a second just sat still which i don't even sit um and i sat there and i was like oh no forget it i'm done i am so done this doesn't even make sense god if you're gonna talk you better speak loudly you better talk while i'm doing the dishes and making this appointment i can do multitask now today i mean and this is my journey through this right i'm sharing this so you all know that you have a journey through this and you will experience it with other wonderful people just like this who help you come back to your true self yeah i love that um my journey through this is at some point i finally could do a minute of just quiet and focus on my breath right and today here we are i swear that was probably 15 years ago about no probably 20 years ago to be real okay and today, so you were what eight <laughs> <laughs> no we all know how old Lori's gonna be this year anyways with that said um I was able to now, currently, because we know I box and I spar, I meditate quiet for three minutes because I spar three-minute rounds. Mm -hmm. And I want to train my body to focus my brain and my breath together at once so that I know what three minutes feels like so that I can carry my strength and ability to make it to the end of the round to recover. Wow, that's great. And so I, I, I literally do my meditation in three-minute intervals. And so I can only do six. Mm. Okay, I can get to six <laughs> minutes with a 30-second break in the middle. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> I think it's great. And I was just with a buddy this weekend, and he said he went to a meditation camper whatever mm-hmm. anyways i was like you meditate and he's like yeah i meditate and i said how long can you meditate he was like, i can usually make it about four hours i was like <laughs> shut up four hours. i said come on you're all a year like that's uh-huh. like sleep right you're just sleeping right you know i mean so what is a reasonable expectation for quiet prayer and what types of meditation are out there because i understand now that it doesn't just have to be quiet to meditate it doesn't you know it's really about the inward journey Mm -hmm. you know uh most experts will suggest 20 minutes a day that's really all you need to just reconnect you know and 
it really doesn't really matter what you're doing. You don't have to sit in the lotus position. You don't have to do any of that other stuff. Yes. You know, if you if you're drawn to it, by all means, go that route. Yeah. You know, but it can, it could be you know reading a Bible or reading a book or listening to music. It right. could be just. But again, it's it's about reconnecting the soul that that part of you, the higher whatever you want to call it, right. that part that we all know is there and we can't yes. really name yes. with with the divine above you know and um it's just a way to kind of recharge that battery that so you know your soul yeah you know that's what i i love that you say that because the reality is i mean i get all of my um i get all of my self-help and all of my growth and mindset i've been through 15 years 17 years of mindset coaching with a mindset coach that i have that's really helped me to build the strength and ability to be able to be like yeah, Lori, you're not it for me. Okay, cool. Moving on. Yeah. Right? I don't receive that, that as resilience. like, oh my gosh, it's my end of my world. I'm like, I'm not for everyone. I get that. Um, I'm pretty noisy. I get that. Not everyone likes the noise I bring into an environment. Right? And and I understand that. I mean, I have different staff within my office and each one of them interact with me in a very different way. Mm-hmm. It's like our children, right? You have a lot of kids. I have a lot of kids. Yeah. We know we interact with our children very differently in each circumstance, you know? And so I say that to say meditation is that too. Um, Quieting yourself, being who you need to be, um, being one with yourself Mm -hmm. can look like anything. I mean, I can, it really can. I mean, it, it can only be measured when you're there. Right. You know, and uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of hypnosis. Yes. Uh, and um, in my experience is that whatever you can do in 20 minutes of meditation, you can do in five minutes of hypnosis. Crazy. And the results are much bigger. Wow. You know, that's my experience. Yeah. Uh, and that's the experience I have with my clients. You know, because you can easily quiet the mind, quiet the body, and boom, like laser shoot right into that that. Base. Yes. Uh, and miracles happen there. Right. You know, and, and even though I take a very kind of uh, analytical, very scientific approach to it, uh, there's just no doubt there is some power there. And, yes. I, you know, you just because a, a fish doesn't know that air exists or right. that or the outside world exists outside of his right. ocean doesn't mean it's not there. Right. You know, and I think that, that for the rest of us, it's kind of the same thing. We swim in this ocean, but there's something else yes. there. You know, and there's a there's an immense amount of power and wisdom and knowledge, mm-hmm. and once we kind of block all the stuff that's in our head, yeah, and we can just clearly connect to it, answers come, uh, clarity comes, yes. value and joy in life. Yes. You know, so to me, like you, we were talking earlier, I don't, I'm not a big believer in medication. Yes. You know, I really feel like. The best approach is the more natural approach. Yes. And there's so much we can do just by doing just by doing what we're doing now. Right. I mean, we're going to leave this conversation today in a different place than if we came in and we were talking just business. Right. Because we're talking about these higher values. Yes. You know, and that that'll carry you through from day to day. Oh, my goodness. It's so true. And that's what I loved specifically. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to have here on the on the podcast was because I love the fact that he doesn't go directly to and this is not to condemn medicine because I believe that Mm -hmm. medicine is a part of the process as well. But he starts with a very natural, simple Yet empowering, releasing way to get you to a healthier 
the better you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get you back to you, as he said. You yeah. said it so much better than me. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it just, because so many people want to jump to medication and then you can become reliant upon it and you use a much more spiritual way of getting there, whether or not you're spiritual. Yeah, it doesn't Everyone have to be religious. Is. It can just be exactly. the higher, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing about medication is medication, it, and again, in certain situations, it's a must. There's yes. just no doubt. Right. Um, but for the average person, doctors want to put you on the medication, and mm-hmm. it just kind of covers up the the, the issue, yeah. you know, so the symptoms are lessened. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is unless we get to the actual core of what's going on, you know, and in my book, it's almost always this lack of connection. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can get back to that, yes. then next thing you know, you don't need the medication. We've actually cured the issue. Amen to that. And let's go back to that. Here's his book right here, The Psychology Psychology of Me, right? A number one bestseller for Amazon.com. It just went there. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Awesome. So you can find it on Amazon. Where can everyone find you? Uh, You can find me at my name, which is... uh, Pierre Brodeur, it's P-I-E-R-R-E-B-R-O-D-E-U-R.com. And you can get the book there, you can read about my practice, Mm -hmm. and there's some testimonials and all that good stuff. All the stuff you have to have. And he's on all the social media, too. I'm there, too. Excellent. Anything you want to leave everyone with? Um, Gosh, I, you know, this has been such a joy. I... I, I haven't really done a whole lot of these. Yeah. And Lori, you've, you've, this is, you're so natural at this. Thank oh, you for allowing me to be you. a part of it. I'm so excited yeah. to have you on. We love you guys out there. Download this, share it forward. Please review us. Thank you so much. I'm Lori Alvarez, and you've been listening to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. You can follow me and check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LoriAlvarez.net. And if you haven't clicked on that subscribe button, hit it now and let's boldly do life together.